Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only, um, well, oh no, the only show that's filmed, you know, recorded, there we go, in Seb's kitchen. I'm Seb, hi. The only show where Seb has a minor freak out five seconds before we're on air because he can't hear anything and it's because his headphones are on mute. And I'm Jordan. I thought I'd gone deaf <laughs> and I was like, I'm hearing me speak right now, but I, but that could just be my brain playing tricks on me. <laughs> That only podcast where Seb doubts how reality functions live on air. <laughs> the only podcast where I'm not Seb and Seb is Seb and I'm Alex. This is the only podcast. Sure. <laughs> so, well, well, okay. I know we have a lot to get into today, but I want to dive <laughs> into this. That. <laughs> okay. So, what other podcasts do you listen to, Alex? Uh, name one. Ear biscuits. So, when you're listening to ear biscuits. Mm-hmm. You're Seb. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which explains why I've never heard Ear Biscuits. Yeah. Because I'm Alex in that situation. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Just to, just wanted to. I'm me. Yeah. You're you, <laughs> but I'm him. <laughs> He's him. I'm Ron Burgundy. Okay. Holy shit. Okay. Fuck. How do we do the podcast again? Welcome we to the show. Things. This is the show where we talk about things and stuff. We and we talk over, over each other all the time. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I'm sorry. But specifically today, we are reviewing collectively. Um, Don't an, my, no, no. Another Studio <laughs> Ghibli film, uh, Kiki's Delivery Ghibli. Service. What was that? Ghibli. I think you said James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Monday. That was Monday. No, um, yeah. Kiki's yeah, so Delivery Service. It's about a witch and she's 13, but we'll talk more about that um, a little bit later or mm-hmm. right now, who knows. But what else are we talking about this episode? Do you have any other topics or- Anyone? Uh, I'll think of something when we get there. I'm trying to think of what I've done with myself lately. I kind of uh, blew it all on last week's Variety Hour. I haven't mm-hmm. done much of anything else. I'm in the middle of watching Grace and Frankie the last season. I'm still in the middle of watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I guess we'll talk about that a bit too. But that we'll is st- quite the variety. Uh, the other night I went and saw uh, an artist called Wicker Face Springs Eternal. He's really cool. I'll talk cool. about him. I think I know that person. Yeah, he does uh, Darby Allen's theme oh. in AEW. Did they play Darby Allen's he theme? He did not, unfortunately. What a fucking rule. I considered heckling him to do so because he is like a massive wrestling fan, but I was, a, I was a nice, respectful boy and did not yell at the man. That song is, I hate doing this like wrestling songs, but it's actually in my proper rotation. I really like oh, that song. It's a good song. Yeah, it's Belts. got a great intro. How's it go? 
I can't sing. <laughs> you know I can't sing, but I can just, play it off my phone just, for come 12 on, just seconds. Just do a little bit. Just, no, I, no, Jordan can actually sing. No, well, why don't you do it? But just like a little bit. Like I can, da, 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 I'll just da, da, play it on my phone, you dickhead. It's fine. No. Great track. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's what, what genre is it though? Because I'm not going to dive into that. Uh, see, that's the part where I'm going to have trouble trying to tell people like what his music is, because all of his other music is like considerably different to that particular song. Oh well, then I probably won't like the rest of it. I don't know. May, uh, like you might. It's very strange. Like most of the rest of it's not sort of heavily guitar driven like that song is. It's just like this strange mixture of like I don't know, like emo punk, but with like hip hop and like trap instrumentals. What's trap? It's like very like uh, beaty, it's a trap. like drums. Oh, if I combine your two thoughts, <laughs> yeah. like the word picture. Um, well, do you want to talk about what your little things are first then we'll, we'll finish off with Kiki? Sure. Um, Grace and Frankie, what's that? So Grace and Frankie <laughs> is uh, Lily Tomlin and um, Jane Fonda. They're show that they, yeah, I think they're six seasons. Yeah, so um, basically, I've, I've talked about it on the show before. So um, it's got Martin Sheen. Yep. And the, the guy from Law and Order, like just, just Law and Order, he was one of the detective, uh, the um, lawyers. Yeah. The grayish hair, like kind face. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Lily Tomlin and the, the, de- the, uh, the lawyer from Law and Order uh, were married. And Martin Sheen and Jane Fonda were married, and these two guys have been best friends for forever. And they decide to spring on their families and their wives that they have been gay lovers for like their entire career, and um, that they're leaving their wives for each other. Um, oh, this does sound vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah, and so it's about the story of um, Lily Tomlin and um, Jane Fonda's. Uh, like getting to know each other and becoming best friends, and then they make a, a vibrator for old ladies in one of the seasons. Oh wait, so the show's about the women that were left, not about the men that got together. It's about kind of like the whole thing. Oh, okay, like, so they they are all. It's in called it. Grace okay. and Frankie. So, but they, is that is Grace and Frankie the women's names? Yeah, Grace is generally a girl's name. But Frankie, that's what I'm like. Is Frankie the other lady's name or yeah. her husband, her original husband's name? No, Frankie's the lady. Okay, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's about them. Um, and it's in their fight. Fi- they're in their final season and about time. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's yeah. Sorry, trying not to vomit um, because it's so good. It's I'm so, I'm so happy that it's as the last person to have fed you, I'm very concerned <laughs> no, about no, no, you being nauseous at the table right it's, now. It's not nausea; it's mm. reflux. <laughs> oh, well, I did add a bunch of extra acid to my oh, meal when oh, cooking. Good. It. A problem? <laughs> Love acid. I have been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh, and again? Yes. We started on season one and I'm on halfway, well, no, about a quarter of the way through season six or five right now. Six. Because I've just watched um, Once More with Feeling, the um, musical episode, uh-huh. which is fucking fantastic. I don't even like musicals. It's great. Good, good, pretty good singing considering some of them aren't actually singers. A couple of the main cast are actually proper singers. Um, Giles or um, Anthony um, Stewart, head, whatever his name is, um, he has like Broadway kind of stuff. He was, have you guys seen Repo, the genetic opera? 
Yes. He's the Repo Man, at least in the, oh, in the okay. movie version. He yeah. plays the actual titular Repo Man. Um, and James Masters has a band. He's Spike, so he's also a pretty good sing boy. Um, the only one that's bad is Alison Hannigan, um, Willow, because she actually just can't sing, which I appreciate because I'm in the same boat. So they give her very little to do because she's just no good at it. Does and she dance? Yeah, she dances. That's 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 fine. It's just she just can't hit a note. And once again, that's my world that I come from. So <laughs> it's it's nice to see that they didn't just like you can go to the desert for this episode. But she plays the flute so well with or her vagina. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and once again, you can play an instrument, and not sing. They're called drummers. <laughs> um, oh, take that spider bait. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I'm qualified to make that horrible riff on someone. <laughs> and Foo Fighter guy. What's they don't know, Dave man. Grohl plays bass, doesn't he? They haven't seen you rip out Bad Out of Hell at a have karaoke night, true. so they don't know. Have you heard of Nirvana? Yeah. Yeah, he was the drummer in Nirvana. I thought he was the bass player in Nirvana as well. No, he was the drummer. Who's the bass player in Nirvana? And also, okay, so okay, Nirvana died, the band. He's the, the one nobody... The bass player would be the one nobody knows. Uh, yeah. So okay, when Nirvana came to an end because of everything... Because the singer came to an end? That's the one. Gotcha. Did Dave Grohl go off and form Foo Fighters with a completely different set of people? Yes. Well, I mean- What a fucking dog act. A lot of musicians <laughs> have multiple like works going. But like, mm. why did he not just like, hey, everyone from Nirvana, let's go do a different project. <laughs> hey, there was only, there was hey, only other one guy. other one left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was there only three of them in the band? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So I'm yeah, pretty I'm certain. Sure pretty Dave- Cobain, and then the one that nobody knows. <laughs> the other one. The other one. So, before we guy. know, did that one come with him to Foo Fighters? Or do we know for sure that he I didn't? I don't believe so. It was also Queens of the Stone Age, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Foo? Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Foo. <laughs> Please. Yes, call Mr. Me, Foo. Call me Fighter. <laughs> Mr. Foo was my father. Um, sorry. Um, did Dave Grohl Dave, from yeah. Queens of the Stone Age, or did the, the mysterious missing member go to Queens of the Stone Age? No, no, Dave no, Grohl's Dave. the. Drummer of Queens of the Stone Age? Drummer and he sings and stuff. What a busy boy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I got to know what the uh, bass player from Nirvana is up to. It's if, Dave Grohl, I'm telling you. He's the bass player. <laughs> if you look at like um, George Harrison, Beatles, solo music, um, Traveling Wilburys, um, lots of stuff. The Traveling Wilburys? That's not a movie? That sounds like a terrible... Movie by the guy that you know the traveling Wilburys with the guy from ELO and Eric what? Clapton and Bob Dylan. This sounds like a band I would love. Yeah, and they've got that song. It's all right. Na, 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 it's all right. I, th- no? I know. I know that song. I just didn't know that was the, the traveling yeah. Wilburys. I'm yeah. gonna have to search that and book. Can confirm the bass player from Nirvana has continued playing music, but oh, it's good. nothing that I recognize. What's his name? His name is Chris Novoselic. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, no, never heard of him. <laughs> you never heard of Novo? No. Oh, right. Shocking. So the musical episode of Buffy is great for a number of reasons. The songs are pretty good. It's a tight 45 minute episode like normal. It surprisingly, I've watched it a bunch of times just throughout my life, but I've never watched it in succession with the actual series. Having actually now watched it in context of the episodes before and the episodes after it, it does a great fucking job of actually furthering the story like it's not a throwaway let's just have a fun musical episode and do it it's it furthers like three separate character arcs like immensely 
in wow. this one episode. It was crazy efficient, almost like having characters sing stuff where they can just be very literal about what's happening in their lives is a really sneaky, good way of just like, let's do this faster. Um, if you can hear a slight rumbling in the ground, it's uh, in your headphones, it's not because the world's ending, it's because the sky has opened up above us here and my roof is very loud. Um, but no, it was a really, really great episode. Um, special props to um, James Masters though. He has like the only like rock song in the entire episode and shockingly the man from a rock band can sing <laughs> um, pretty well. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it the old proverbial second take rating of it is the good shit. <laughs> oh, good. Good shit, um, pal. I was going to say something else about it, but I've completely, I've completely um, spaced on it. Oh, yeah. The, 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 okay. They're singing specifically because somebody has summoned a musical demon to town <laughs> who is there <laughs> to make people spontaneously combust by singing and dancing too much. Their bodies give up and they die. It's like they're not just doing a musical episode because it's actually written into the narrative. Like somebody summoned this demon and they have to stop it. Right. And well, it, But isn't she a vampire slayer? Yeah, yeah. She comes, it's more of a demon. They, they always say vampire slayer. But she's kind of a demon slayer. Like the show's called Buffy. I'm aware of what it's <laughs> called, but weirdly, they also sometimes refer to vampires as demons because they are. In the context of the show, a vampire is a demon, but a demon's I also feel a like demon. That's misleading. It is. There's oh, there's shitloads of vampires. You're never not going to have a no no vampires. But she's what also was angel. He was a vampire or a demon. Well, both. <laughs> but um, his whole shtick was um he had gotten his soul back, so he wasn't super cunty and wanting to always kill and feed on people and stuff because oh. he knew that that was wrong and could act as though it was the wrong thing to do. Right, and he turned into Booth, right? Booth. From Bones? No, he's Mr. Bones. I've never seen that show in my life. <laughs> he oh. is the bone in Bones. Yeah, he is. Bones? You've never seen Bones? I know what it's about. Like, I'm just, I maybe, maybe I've seen an episode, but I've never watched, you know, I mean, watched it. I assumed he was the titular skeleton lad. <laughs> No. I've watched. I've, I, it's the lady is Bones, right? Yeah, Mrs. Bones, just Bones, Miss Bones, <laughs> just Bones. Bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, I've lost it. Good show. You should watch yeah, it. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Fucking the demon. No, I'm telling the story. The demon. <laughs> the demon kidnaps Buffy's younger sister, Fate. Um, Dawn. <laughs> Because she's like, you've got, you've got the amulet on. You summoned me. I'm taking you back to hell and you're going to be my queen. And she's like, I didn't summon you. I just had this amulet because I'm a shoplifter. <laughs> like I just took this thing. I saw it on the bench and took it. And he's like, well, you're wearing the amulet and I was summoned. That's good enough for me. Let's get hitched. They go to fight the demon off through like dance battle, which is also incredible. And it's revealed like, like who the fuck here's some, like they realized that whoever summoned them had to have gotten the amulet from the group because it was at like their, their home base that it was taken from. And they're all like, oh, who did it? And Nicholas Brendan's character, Xander, like raises his head and he's like, it was me. I didn't know that this was going to happen. I didn't know people were going to die. I just thought that people would be singing and dancing and that would be great. And the demon's like, ah, yeah, I'm not taking you back to hell to be my queen. <laughs> he's like, oh, that was easy. He's like, have fun guys. And he just leaves. But the episode just ends and the demon's like, well, I'm not here to fight you all. You don't have to kill me anymore. I'm not taking one of you back with me because I'm, the demon's just like, I'm not gay. So I don't want this guy. So have fun. <laughs> Bye. Well, fair enough. Yeah, it was like, like and the, like the end song is like, uh, I guess we kind of won that one. Go us. <laughs> 
All right. Jordan, what were, what were you doing? Um, I, I consulted Google to um, figure out how to describe this dude's music to you. Um, is this so, Wikiphase? Yeah. So Google lists the genre as alternative indie, which is okay. I'll, I'll take it. Mm. Uh, I guess the easiest way to describe it is that he sings over like rap beats or rap instrumentals, I guess. Um, but he's just, yeah, he's really, really cool. He's got like this kind of weird, like avant-garde kind of just goth, like aesthetic to everything that he does. And he's like, his voice is really like unique. Like okay. it's, cause it's like, it's kind of monotone, but it's also really nice. Okay. So I was like, I don't know. Like I, when I first listened to him, I was like, this is bad. Like I don't like this. Yeah. And then just like over time, as I listened to more of it, I like just started to really enjoy like his voice and like the way that, like all of his music is like written and structured. So yeah, I found out he was um, touring here. So I decided to go out and it was interesting because like I'm far more used to going to like shows to see bands. Mm. Where, like you'll see you know, the stage is full of people playing actual instruments. Whereas this is just like one dude and like a producer, like spinning the instrumentals and one dude like just doing the vocals, which was kind of like, yeah, boring strange. to look at but like he was still like really really good like his vocal delivery and stuff's lives really really cool um where'd you see that man uh that was at woolly mammoth oh okay yeah, yeah. Um, i think they call it ivory tusk now oh just, it's like yeah. that place has changed like five times since yeah. we literally went there the other week um and we thought it was still the woolly mammoth and we walked yeah. in walked past the ivory tusk like mm. and everything's rebranded I think like they still technically call upstairs oh, the Woolly Mammoth. Mammoth. It's, I, think it's, I think they call it like the Woolly Mammoth stage or something. Yeah, but right. the whole venue itself is called Ivory Tusk now. Didn't that used to be... Mustang. And before then, it was... No, it was Mustang and then it was something else before, in between Mustang oh. and Woolly. It was it? called Coniston Lane for a brief period. Oh, okay. This, 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 After my valley times. <laughs> so the place we're talking about, it's kind of just next to the CBD part of Brisbane, but it's like the big... Yeah, going out sort of yeah. clubbing district. And it's pretty busy, you know, Thursday, not so much, but Friday, Saturday, and, you know, early on Sundays. Like, there's a good flow of people always there. Mm. But for some reason, this one fucking building that's just next to every other building that's always busy as well has just had these rapid turnovers of company. And that's what it's just, it's so unusual because it's not like it's like a bit of a walk, like viscosity. I fucking love that place. But that's like a trek from everywhere mm. else in the valley. And it's been oh, yeah. there for about a year now. And it's, it's very niche. You think it's that weird. place like I'd off. never been there until like maybe like two or three weeks ago. I went to another gig at like the upstairs room. I saw Knock Loose, which was also really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like every time I've gone past or been there, the area that isn't like the music venue is like never busy. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I got out like that gig finished up probably like 11.30 midnight. And like the way that they send you out is through like that downstairs ivory tusk area, there was like three people in there. That is so weird. Yeah. Dude, like back in the day when it was Mustang, mm. that I feel like that's where we would go. Right. Uh, well, people that I went out with. I, I Is this back of like Maddie and stuff, like those days? Yeah. Because I had gone there a couple of times there. Would have yeah. been, yeah. But it was like a dirty pool hall. Yeah. And like upstairs was not a stage. It was just another like area where filthy people would make out with other filthy people. <laughs> yeah, I've it was. Yeah. I went there a few times when it was still like a just a normal club. Like yeah. I think the like people that run like the like, sort of like alternative like punk clubs were like running there for a while. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's just like there was that main like area because like they'd have bands play, and then I just remember like 
the back room being really, really dodgy and just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but like I remember playing there once and it's terrible because you have to load in through the smoking area, which is down like uh, three flights of stairs. Yeah. It's the fucking worst. Yeah. I really briefly, um, there was this venue that we occasionally run the wrestling shows through in um, Kedron. And for our first big show there, Loden was done through like, oh, yeah. <laughs> through the kitchen and then like up through the service. Up an elevator. <laughs> it was the fucking worst. Because like these beams, some of these beams by the ring are literally the length of the ring. So you're about what? Like what? 15, 12 foot almost. Yeah. These beams of metal <laughs> walking through kitchens. It was fucking top shit. <laughs> All right. So stupid. Classic. But now that same venue, same same bit spot has like another way. They're like, oh, we, we've opened up this other way for you to use. I'm like, oh. oh, actually there's a door right here. Yeah, that goes <laughs> right back to the back dock. Just down one staircase as opposed to up a staircase through a kitchen, up a lift. Wow. Yep, good <laughs> shit. All right, Kiki's delivery service. I enjoyed yeah. it. We've now it reached our main event. Yeah. It was. The main event of the it evening. Fun, like it was light. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I appreciate. It was like easy, light, relatively short. Yeah. Not, and like, not nothing like. Serious. Yeah. And like nothing that didn't feel like it had to be there either. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like they were stretching it to full length like I do with like Totoro. Yeah. 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 My sister loves this film. It's one of her favorite ones. And my sister's famously in my family, you know, into cats. And also famously a member of my family. We're all aware <laughs> of her. Um, and she loves Gigi, this cat. I had no reference point for, for what this cat would be like going into the film. I just knew that when I was in Japan, she was like, can you get me as much of this Gigi stuff as you can find that you can afford? Because it's very hard to come by here because it's not one of the popular ones. It's not Spirited Away or Mononoke or anything. Yeah. So did that, came back with you know a bundle of cat shit for her, <laughs> gave it to her, that's fine. At no fucking point was it mentioned that Phil Hartman played this cat. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feel like that's important information. I think so too. I feel like I wish I had watched this beforehand because I would have gotten something for myself then of this stupid cat because he was funny and it had like a nice fun voice. But when I saw the cat in the movie, I expected the cutest of possibly feminine meows. I did not expect the voice of a middle-aged American man. Coming Meow. Out. Did not expect <laughs> Troy McClure. Yeah. yeah. Whom you might remember from such films as... <laughs> Jingle. Kiki's delivery service. Yeah. Uh, jingle all the way. Oh yeah. Look, you, you say jingle all the way. He's I the try, bad guy. I try to put. He's the neighbor that's trying to stoop. Sorry, stoop. Um, Schwarzenegger's wife. He's the cuck. He's attempting I to cuck. I didn't know <laughs> it was a Schwarzenegger film. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to picture the film, like not just that's the great. guy. Trying to picture the film. I'm going to get me your Turbo Man. That's the best voice I can turbo do. Turbo Man. I can't do that. Is epic. that the one? Do the chopper. Nope, that's no. Predator. <laughs> and possibly <laughs> several <laughs> other films. Everybody it's, get down. It's not an action film. It's a Christmas movie. And it's not like a, it's not like a die hard. Is he No, he's, no, he's that's a parent. Trap. What is that? It's not a tumor. Uh, the kindergarten uh, cop. Yeah, that's it. His kid wants uh, uh, Ultraman. Ultraman? Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Ultraman's an actual one. <laughs> His kid wants a Turbo Man doll, an act, like a superhero action figure, like, like Iron Man bullshit thing for Christmas. And his dad's like, of course I got it for you, but he didn't. And he has to go find it. And it turns out it's like the most popular toy ever. And it's like the day before Christmas, so we can't fucking find it. So he just goes on a, a city-wide of a, you know, adventure trying to find it while being chased by Sinbad. Who's the comedian Sinbad? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> who's playing a postman who also needs to get the Turbo Man for his kid. Right. None of this rings a bell? Nope. 
Then he punches a reindeer. He gets to a boxing match with a reindeer outside of his house. Why? And then if he beats the reindeer, he gives it beer. You're not selling it on me. This is what happens. I'm just telling you what happens in the movie. The kid is played by by Jake Lloyd. It's um, little Anakin plays the kid before he did Star Wars and again bullied out of theater. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's a good movie. It's great. We reviewed it for Christmas, but you're not part of the episode. Apparently not. <laughs> Were you here? I was. Okay. Was it last year? Did just did Christmas just passed like less than two months ago? Yep. No, wasn't here. Okay. Didn't watch it. Missed out. Obviously. Big time. Okay. Well, it's either that or I had a stroke or something, and <laughs> something's gone wrong here. Do you know Troy McClure from The yeah. Simpsons? That's the guy. I may remember him from such things as yes, The Simpsons. Well, he's the cat. That was fast. Yay. And also Jordan opened with that, which is even more frustrating. <laughs> no, I, uh, I know the sound. I can't put a face to it. Well, let me show you. It's a sad story that we actually covered during our review, but he was like shot in the head or something by his wife while he was sleeping and then she oh. killed herself. Jeez. Um, so bear with me, Phil Hartman. Anyway, talk about the movie we're talking about while I find this picture of a man's face for you. I appreciated... Oh. Yeah, okay, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his face. Never seen him before. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of looks similar in The Simpsons. Oh, okay, yeah. Ish, yeah. I'm having a look through to see, see if he's in any other movies that you may have seen, but it's, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a tough batch. He was in a lot of shit before yeah. he died, but it's all like, you know, older stuff and a lot of animated work, actually. Like a lot. Yeah. All right, Kiki. He's got fine. such a great voice. Yeah. So, basic premise: Kiki's turned thirteen. And like she's before a witch. the story, and she's a witch. That's a normal thing, as what Ghibli does. They just have fantasy things. And don't ask questions because nobody in the world's going to ask questions. Yep. Um, they exist. They're part of the world. Yeah. So, as she's thirteen, before she turns fourteen, she needs to leave her family and then go for a year and be, you know live and work as a witch. Yes. So it's like when the Amish go on Rumspringer. Yes, but less sex. <laughs> I hope. You would hope so. (laughs) So she picks the the night that the show starts on to go because it's a full moon and she wants to go out on the witchiest night possible. Her family was thought that she was going to leave next month, but she decided, nope, tonight's the night. So she goes, they weren't kicking her out or anything like that. That She was just decided, I'm 13, I have to do this, I'm going to do it tonight. So she goes um, to a seaside town and to find a place to live and work, she ends up getting a job in a bakery from there, she starts a little, well, shockingly, a delivery service as a job. Because she has a broomstick to get around and she can fly. Yep. Yeah. Badly. At the start. Um, I'm going to breeze through the plot because I have some questions about it, but just so I don't get sure. lost. So pretty much the story is this ginger lad tries to befriend her a few times. She ignores it because she doesn't want to be hit on by a ginger lad. Yeah. Said ginger lad puts her life in grave danger with mm. his flying contraptions. <laughs> it's a little bit. Yeah. Um. And then Ginger Lad almost gets killed when a Zeppelin goes rogue and she uses her witch powers, which she had lost Spider-Man 2 style in the show. She now gets them back and she uses them to save him and then they live happily ever after the end. Yeah. Super, super basic story. It only goes for about an hour and a half too. So yeah. if it seems like I'm breezing through it, I am, but the film doesn't feel rushed. It feels like everything takes proper amount of time and all that. Yeah. Um, when she's on her way to find the city to live in, she runs across another better, much more <laughs> put together witch. Yeah. And that witch says, my specialty is fortune telling, divination. I can see the future. Aren't I fucking top shit? Yeah. 
What's Kiki's specialty? Flying. No. Well, the other witch is flying much better than her. I don't think, like, flying is yeah. the only thing she does. At delivering. <laughs> to me, there the delivery go. was it. <laughs> well, like, seriously, did, did, did I miss it? Or did she never really use any other magic in the entire thing? She only flies, right? Yeah, she pretty much just flies. Yeah. But she's there to finish her training and we only get like the first month. That's true. Because I was trying to work out like, did she do anything that I just didn't miss? Was it more subtle than that? And I just like, maybe because I was tired, but no, it's just it's, flight. Yeah. But like, and that's- And talks to cats. Talks yeah. to her cat. But I think that's a witch thing. It might just be standard. I don't know because we don't see the other one talk to yeah. a, talk to the cat, but the other one has yeah. the same sort of cat. So I, yeah. I assume so, but yeah. Um, but not that I can mm, recall. I think she even says like, "I'm going to make that my my thing. I'm going to fly and deliver." Okay, I mean it's a cool power, but if everyone's doing it, it's like it's not really a power. Like yeah, I, but she can do it better. Can she? By then? the end of it, she can. Oh, the last time we see her fly, it was not good. <laughs> She's on that <laughs> shitty broom saving old mate. She was terrible at it. She was not a good witch. And it's fine. Like she's learning, but she was never like good at anything. It was, she's it was like never screwed up a delivery. Except for that time. Except for the one time. Yep. She fixed it. <laughs> that poor cat. Oh, poor Gigi. Um, I, don't know, I had fun with it. Um, it was an interesting cast as well with the English one. Um, so mm. Kristen Dunst was, um, was uh, Kiki. Yeah. We had obviously Phil When Hartman. did they do this? Like when was the English dub? Ooh, you're asking for somebody to do research. That's not this boy. Um, I'll find out when it was done. I imagine they would have all been done in bulk. So I'm just curious like over. if it was like when she was an adult or if it was like shortly after like E.T. era Kirsten Dunst, like was she still a child? That's Kirsten a good question. Dunst. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And Janine Garofalo was um, the, fuck, what's her name? Ursula. She was the one that lived in the, in the cabin in the woods. I don't know who that is. The Cabin in the Woods Lady or Janine Garofalo? Janine Garofalo. <laughs> that one. <laughs> she's like a Giraffalo, but she's oh. a Garofalo. Um, I'm just trying to find now when Disney got the rights to take over. It must be around the same time as the other ones. Those 19, were like early 2000s, weren't they? 1996, huh. they announced the thing would be happening. Right. So by 2000s, other foreign companies would have been all over the world. Yeah, okay. So it would have been done let's just say minimum by the year 2000. Nah. But the, the film would be like, what, 20, 30 years old almost? By yeah, I think, like the original was like 89, I think. Oh, there you go, yeah. But no, it's once again, really crisp crisp dub as well. Mm. I, I didn't even really notice. I did throw subtitles on and they were wrong all the time. <laughs> um, so I imagine the subtitles were taken direct translation from the Japanese script yeah, and then be. their localization. It was all the same shit. Like every, it was, you, it wasn't like it was written grammatically incorrect or anything, but she, the best example I have was she was like, oh mom, it's, or Nan, it's really good to see you. And it's like, the, the translation was, you're my Nan or something, or, I'm, <laughs> or something my nan. stupid. Like, but it was all on point, just wrong. <laughs> You're my there. You're my Nan. I can see you. Oh, it was like Nan. Happy to see you. And then yeah, Nan. There you are. That's what it was. There you are. And it was like it's much like peekaboo. There you are. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ended up turning it off because it was just no fucking help. I've been getting used to putting subtitles on a lot for our reviews just so I can make sure I don't miss as much. But when they're off, like it's so fucking distracting. <laughs> I find it distracting when they're on because it takes my focus away from what's happening to me reading. <laughs> I'm the same, yeah. 
It's sometimes it, I just like having it if a character comes up that I can't understand for whatever reason, it's there. But I do generally like I don't yeah sit there and read them. I just kind of exist around them. It's about living with the subtitles, not against them. You know, I'm trying. <laughs> I, subtitles were the missing feature of my Japan trip. I'll say <laughs> fair. Although I'm pretty much pretty happy I didn't hear a lot of the things people were saying about me because it wasn't wasn't great. You too. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's fine. You didn't kick open any doors to families in Japan, so... No, uh, my friends, though. It's possible. I visited the... Um, I guess it's an apartment they lived in or or townhouse or whatever it was. Did you walk through the paper doors like Homer Simpson? No, but there was a hole in one of them from where the kid had punched... Because they had like a four or five-year-old uh-huh. had the kid had like punched a hole in the wall. Uh-huh. I was like, that's great. And they're like, yeah, we told our landlord. And they're like, yeah, it's, don't worry. They're not too expensive. Apparently, it's common. Right. Especially with, with the young kids. Can you hear like static in the background? I'm pretty sure the rain is making its way onto this feed. Yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome to welcome to the climate Queensland weather. Is um, it raining in Brisbane? It's either raining or yes. we're on fire. It's one of the two. <laughs> is there any other things you guys would want to talk about about this um, movie in general? I, I really liked. It. I'm going to I'm going to recommend it. It's definitely yeah. Yeah, I agree on the weaker side because it just didn't have as much going for it for me. But it was really pleasant. Once yeah. again. Whimsical. They're just so yeah. fun. In that like way. There, there was nothing wrong with it. It's just a sweet story. Yeah. And it, it happens and like the people that she comes across are like generally pretty nice to her and Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just a sweet story. I wish the world was legitimately as nice as it is in all these Ghibli films. <laughs> except for maybe Modern Okay. Everyone was a cunt in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually spirited away too. <laughs> <laughs> a, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm. How's was all actually no, I take it back. I wish the world was as nice as Totoro in this film. Because yes. these are the ones where the, the theme is everyone's pretty chuffed to pretty see much, you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. All right, well, Alex, uh, if we were to keep a house, how would we keep it? Um standing. Okay. <laughs> Go to Facebook.com slash second take or tweet us from the future at second take TNC. But Alex, what if I want to tweet just you? I'm Alex, never going to get sick of doing that. <laughs> Alex <laughs> underscore Dozer. You mean there's a better way? <laughs> Jordan, if I wanted to tweet you about what Alex was tweeting, how would I link you into that? You can tweet me at Jordan MSPP. And if you want to add me to that conversation, please don't. It's at Bastion underscore James. But if you want to see pictures, <gasps> Instagram? Instagram? Yeah, you can at Second take podcast. The rest is me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Okay. Um, check us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. Or if I jump onto our website, secondtakepodcast.com. And if you'd like to financially seaport, seaport the show? Yes. Seaport. We need more seaports for all of our sea-based imports. You can do so at patreon.com slash second take. I think that's it. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Patreon? No, I just did that. You did the email. Website? Yeah, all done. Okay, must be fine. Maybe I'm just... That's mm. weird. Hey, Alex, how do we end every episode of Second Take? I love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.